Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. Hope everyone's enjoying their weekend thus far. And just a quick reminder now, you may be listening to us on Saturday or Sunday. Saturday, of course, is our live show, 1 to 2, here on KLZ 560. And you can hear us twice on Sundays, and that's from 8 to 9 a.m. And once again, 7 to 8 p.m. And uh, we thank you for joining us. Um, New guest for us today. I have used a product for several years, uh, Pattern Master, and uh, uh, some chokes by them, and uh, was ordering one for a friend of mine as we're getting ready for a, a turkey hunt. Actually, Kevin Flesh, our co-host, uh, when his schedule allows, and I uh, said, "Man, you got to get a Pattern Master uh, choke," and so ordered him one, and then just left a message said, "Hey, I'd love to get somebody on from Pattern Master," and today that happened, and I want to thank them for carrying th- carrying that through so jay copestick joins us jay good to have you on sportsman of colorado how are you good thanks for having me scott you bet you bet man i'm looking forward to our conversation here because there's a lot to know in this whole uh choke world so to speak but uh let's start out with you a little bit tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and um how you got into um being with pattern master sure I joined Pattern Master uh, roughly a little over eight years ago, and prior to that, I was uh, worked for Procter and Gamble for 18 years. Uh, the latter 10 of those, I was focused on the sporting dog world uh, with a brand called Yukonuba. Mm-hmm. Uh, and during that time in the sporting dog world, at field trials and hunt trials, I met a lot of other. Uh, outdoor industry folks, including the uh, owners at the time of Pattern Master. Um, and when Procter & Gamble sold their uh, dog food business, um, I, I left the company and quickly joined up with Pattern Master to handle all of their national and, and Midwest sales uh, at that time. Wow. That is, that... Great turn there for you, and uh, but it sounded like it's pretty cool what you were doing before too. So uh, for sure. So as we get into with Pattern Master, you know it always is intriguing how companies start, and you hear about so many that you know start in a garage or whatever the case may be. Tell us the story of Pattern Master and how that came about. Sure, uh, the original concept concept started with a gentleman named Mike C, who was. Um, he was based out of Kansas, but spent a lot of time waterfowl hunting in Kansas, Missouri, Arkansas. Um, and he had this belief that if he could just remove the wad away from the shot, uh, that he would get a much tighter pattern and more energy on target. Um, he started to kick that idea around, but really didn't know how to bring it to life. Uh, met up with a gentleman named Larry Lutenegger. Larry, at the time, was the master gunsmith for the Army uh, shooting team and Homeland Security, and they started to tease out what that would look like uh, in an actual choke tube, and, and they came up with uh, what they called stud rings inside the choke that would pull the wad away from the shot momentarily, 
allow the shot to uh, deploy much more like a bullet than a string of pellets. Hmm. Um, met up with another gentleman named Jerry Poe. Uh, Jerry was big in the sales world, and he started taking the concept into outdoor stores, and it quickly, especially with uh, waterfowl hunters, quickly uh, took hold and started to improve from there and then started to expand nationally uh, with Bass Pro, Cabela's, and other uh, major retailers, uh, Sportsman's Warehouse at that time, out uh, your way. Um, and then, you know, Jerry and Mike, uh, right around the time that I came on, left the business, uh, sold their remaining portion to Larry. Uh, Larry is married to Julie, who is a master machinist. So Julie runs oh, wow. the machine shop, makes all the tubes. Larry tinkers and comes up with new uh, improvements, and, you know, it's a good marriage for what they Yeah, do. good combination there. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Well, yeah, now, Go ahead. All of their tubes are made. Uh, most all tubes will be made in the U.S., regardless of manufacturer. Um, but their tubes are based out of uh, Hollidaysburg, Pennsylvania, uh, which is about an hour and a half east of Pittsburgh. And they get all of their uh, steel from the U.S. Uh, and make everything in, in Pennsylvania there uh, and then ship it out. A lot of the other manufacturers will use a, a Chinese steel, at least in some portion, um, to cut down the cost. Right. Absolutely. Once again, Jake Kopstick is with us. He is with Pattern Master, and uh, we're going to be talking about chokes today. Um you know, as I mentioned earlier, at the beginning of the segment, this is a super competitive field in this whole choke world out there. What do you believe, and then we're going to get into Pattern Master a little deeper here, but what do you believe just kind of sets uh, your company apart? Sure. The, uh, the major difference is every, you know, when they, when they came up with this idea of removing the wad and controlling the shot string, uh, they patented it, and so... Um, Every other manufacturer will be a traditional constriction tube, and it doesn't matter, you know, if it's a higher-end product to, you know, your basic flush mounts that come with the gun. um, They're really going to be around constriction. Uh, And the issue with constriction is you can get a tight pattern. Uh, There's the benefit of that. But uh, the tighter you constrict the tube, um, the longer the shot string, which isn't visible when you go out and hang a target at 30 or 40 yards and count how many pellets you put uh, within your 30-inch uh, circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is evident uh, for a waterfowler, especially if I shoot out over water, I can see the length of when those pellets get there. Um and so if I put a full choke on a gun, a traditional constriction choke, my shot string, first pellet to last pellet, anywhere from 15 to 20 feet. Uh, so the bird only sets in, call it roughly a foot of that 15 or 20 feet, which is why even if you have a tight pattern, you're still putting a very limited amount of shots on the bird. Right. Uh, by removing the wad and what Pattern Master does, um, we are able to cut that shot string down to three to five feet. And so now I get a similar tightness, but I'm putting five times more shot on the bird. Hmm. 
Well, I tell you, as I started the show, I mean, I've been a, a big fan and uh, mainly uh, used them, you know, for waterfowl and turkey. But these last few years with turkey, I'm, I'm telling you, it's just been unbelievably good for me. And, um, you know, when you can shoot 80, 85 yards and kill one dead, that makes me very happy <laughs> sometimes when they just hang up out there. So uh, I've been very, very happy um, with uh, the Pattern Master uh, just for myself, too. Now, you mentioned a flush tube and or extended tube. Uh, kind of walk us through um, benefits of, or, you know, cons, whatever, of a flush tube or the extended tube type choke. Well, the extended tube, I mean, the flush tubes um, are – you know, I would say the benefits of the extended tube. One, it's easier to change out. Yeah. Right? Uh, I can unscrew it with my hand most times or a slight tweak with a wrench, uh, and I'm good to go. I can switch those out. Plus, I can visibly see what choke I have mm-hmm. in my gun. Um, whereas, if I pull something and it has a flush tube in there, you know, I really have to take it out to see what. In the gun. Get your glasses. Yeah. 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 Tiny print, man. So I, I can visibly look yeah. at it and know what it is. There's benefit to the extension of the barrel. Uh, so you're extending that barrel half inch, an inch, uh, depending on the choke. Um, so, I, you know, I think it's flush tubes are fine, depending on what you're doing. But when you get into where I really want uh, an ethical kill on a bird, uh, there is a definite benefit to an extended uh, choke. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's start with the basic chokes that, that for the most part, are going to come with most shotguns that you buy today. Uh, what's mostly in the box for folks? Uh, depending on the manufacturer, you may get uh, anywhere from no chokes to uh, some are upwards of three, and they'll usually give you an improved cylinder, a modified, and a full mm-hmm. um, on those three packages. Many of them, some have started adding their own uh, manufacturer-made uh, extendeds, but uh, often you'll just get three flush mounts uh, interchanges. Uh, and so it, it does vary depending on what type of gun you're looking at and what they'll uh, be willing to provide. Right. And then yourself, I mean, do you like a a 26-inch barrel or a 30-inch barrel? I have a 26. Okay. You like that pretty good. Okay. And that's that's just old school me. There's, you know, I have a 30-inch barrel, but, you know, there's always your favorite gun that you like to pull out and use and... That's kind of mine. Yeah, no doubt. Once again, if you're just joining us, Jay Copestick is with us. It's with Pattern Master. You can check out their website, patternmaster.com. So let's kind of walk through, and we get a lot of people that listen to the show, and and many are well-versed in this, but others are brand new to the sport, you know, of shooting and and shotguns and all that. So kind of walk us through of maybe what you would use an improved choke for, and we'll take waterfowl or pheasant, whatever you want, uh, uh, then a modified, and then a full choke, and then maybe even extra full. Kind of walk us through some of those scenarios. Sure. The It really depends on, you know, the first question to ask is, what, uh, what yardage am I going to probably be shooting that bird at? Um, and so... You know, if you look at the charts that they put out there, um, most of them will do it at 40 yards. How many pellets am I getting in? But I think of 
you know, improved cylinder. I, I want something close. Um, that may be pheasant hunting, uh, or quail hunting, depending on where you're at. Um, as we move up to modified, you're more in the 40, 45 yard range where, um, you know, it may be down to 30, uh, where that's mostly to me, waterfowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as you get up to full, extra full, I want a high density at 40 to 50 yards. And so, um, that's, that's really a turkey hunt. Uh, I also would say, you know, full would be something that's heavier game. So, you know, goose hunting where I really have to get through a lot of down to, uh, to take down the bird, whereas duck, it's, you know, it's a smaller target. It's, um, easily penetrable. Uh, so goose hunt, I'm going to do a full choke, uh, now give me range out to 50, 60 yards. Sure. Because it is hard, you know, yeah, we, we all shoot the paper, step back and see all these pellets, but you don't really know about penetration, right? <laughs> penetration and you don't see, you know, what we've talked about on Pattern Master, you don't see when that shot gets there. Um, and this is, you know, a, a sales pitch that we had to redefine uh, it was easy for waterfowl guys. I had lots of videos of throwing a decoy out on the lake and just shooting at it with your traditional uh, full or modified choke um, and showing how tight it was but also how long it was. Uh, and people knew, hey, I don't want to go chase cripples. I want to stay in the blind and kill more birds. Um, and so it was very visual, whereas a turkey guy, he's going to go hang his paper target at 30, 40 yards, count the number of pellets. Um, on those, what I would encourage folks to do to see the difference from a pattern master standpoint is if you're happy at 40 yards, uh, go hang the target at 50 yards. And what you start to see is because that shot string is so long, um, the shot starts to fall apart the further you get out. And with a pattern master, I can get you 10 more yards. So my sales pitch to a a turkey hunter is, hey, if you're comfortable with what you have today at 40 yards, um, give me a chance and I'll buy you 10 more yards. Mm -hmm. Which, just like the scenario you laid out before, Scott, that bird hangs up. If you felt comfortable at 40 yards before, now you have comfort out to 50 that may bring another bird or two uh, into play during the season. Sure, absolutely. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. Jay Copestick is our guest. Once again, we are talking about Pattern Master, patternmaster.com. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll visit with Jay a little bit more here on Pattern Master. And then we're going to get in another side of Jay's business world, and it's something called Outdoor Swap. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Riding an e-bike will make you feel like a kid again. Just try it. Hi, I'm Randy Crancy, founder of eBike of Colorado. E-bikes are a fun way to ride the trails. Pedal Assist technology flattens the steepest hills. We have 14 major brands to choose from, and our expert staff will find you the perfect bike. Come take a free test ride at eBike of Colorado in downtown Louisville, next to the historic Grain Elevator. Open seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Learn more at ebikeofcolorado.com. Just try it. Spring means warmer weather. 
but it also means it's time to protect our pets from warm weather parasites, including fleas and ticks. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and being informed on what our pets need to stay healthy and happy this time of year, as well as all year long, is just one more reason why 20 years ago, our family chose Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center to take care of all of our pets' needs. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, the medical staff keeps us up to date on the status of our pets' health during their regular checkups. They also make sure we know how to help our pets stay healthy and remain healthy all throughout the year. With the arrival of spring, we know it's time to protect our dog, Gracie, from the fleas and ticks just waiting outside to hitch a ride on our sweet girl. And since we know that fleas and ticks can cause many problems for pets and for humans, making sure our pets are protected with a safe, effective flea and tick preventative is an important part of their care. Why not have Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center care for your special companion? It's the place where our pets go. Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center can be reached at 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. And you can also visit them online and read their latest blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Get relief from flesh and back. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is call him right now. 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after your accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. The Outdoorsman's Attic is Colorado's very own outdoor gear consignment store. From live bait to lanterns, firearms to ammo, packs to sleeping bags, all the fishing gear you could ever hope for. And if you need some decoys for the waterfowl season, stop into the Outdoorsman's Attic. Hey, this is Scott Watley here again for my friends at the Outdoorsman's Attic. And they've got hunting, fishing, and camping gear with huge savings up to 70%. You'll find new and pre-owned items to choose from. And since the inventory changes daily, hey, this is a store you need to stop in at least a couple of times a week. Reviews, here's what a few of their customers have said. Cody says, hey, two floors of pure outdoorsman paradise. Mickey said, I love this place. Great small business, family owned and run, lots to look at and good prices. Amy says, if you need good camping and outdoor gear, go here first. Support a local small business, such great finds. Everyone is so nice and helpful. So save big, get to the Outdoorsman's Attic today on all of your outdoor gear. 2650 West Hamden Avenue in Sheridan. Tell them Scott sent you. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560.
Welcome back to Sports from Colorado. Again, thank you so much for being with us. Hope everyone is enjoying a great, great weekend. If you're just joining us and maybe just caught the last few minutes, Jay Copestick is our guest with Pattern Master, and we were talking all about chokes. And uh, if you ever have any questions, you know, I always give my text uh, 720-201-8585, and um, we can uh, get with Jay, and we're going to try to get him back on from time to time just to help us understand all there is to know about chokes. Now, Jay, one thing, you know, on a box, um, whenever we look at our package, I should say, on chokes, there'll always be these um, numbers on there and, um, you know, talking about, you know, the constriction um, of the choke tube. And I, I think that's, if I got the term right, to the thousandth of an inch. Is that right? Correct. Okay. And so you so, may you know, see the, you know, 0. 0.621, whatever. And so... Kind of walk us through that, because that can be Greek to a lot of us. Yeah, so a, a 12-gauge barrel um, is, with no choke in it, is going to be roughly, there's some variance, but it's roughly 0. 0.73. Um, and basically that's the, uh, you know, 0. 0.73 of an inch um, is that bore size. Okay. And so as you get a lower number, what it's telling you is how much constriction less than that 0.73 there is. So if I had a 0.7, right, I'm restricting it from 0.73 down to 0.7. So I'm closing it, um, you know, 0.03 uh, degrees or uh, portions of an inch. And so, you know, the lower you go, the tighter uh, of the constriction. So that's the number that they see when, and manufacturers, all different manufacturers will go out and play with, hey, what works best uh, within typical guns, typical ammunition loads um, from that standard bore size. Okay. Yeah, I was looking at one chart here for like for 12 gauge. Uh, like for Skeet, it had a .719 improved cylinder, .716 modified, .705 improved modified, .695. So that'll help you out. And, of course, they do that for all the gauges, 16-gauge, 20-gauge, 12-gauge, whatever, even 10-gauge. Um, and so I think hopefully I'll give everybody a little bit better understanding of kind of what they're looking for. And, Jay, I'll tell you, it, it's also, man, another whole realm then of finding out what ammunition works with good choke. Because you see all these ads, and I'll just tell you right now, you can't believe them all, okay? <laughs> but you got to go check out each round you may want to shoot with your own gun and your own choke, right? Right. That, I mean, that's the, you know, the best advice. Uh, it's, it's worth the cost of just getting a handful of different ammunition loads, taking your gun and your choke out there and patterning each and figuring out which one performs best. We can give some guidance, um, but, you know, every there's so many variables that, um, you know, if I tell you, hey, shoot this in this gun, um, that may not be the best and that there could be a, a variety of different reasons. So, um I think if you if you lock in on you know your favorite gun, find a choke that works um, that you believe in, uh, then just go out buy three or four boxes, 
go figure out which one works best and you'll have it dialed in pretty quickly. Uh, and that's the cheapest way to do it. I mean, you could go buy a bunch of different tubes, but, you know, the price goes up pretty quickly. And uh, unless you already have the guns, then it even goes up astronomically. Sure, um, sure. Have you ever done anything like with altitude? I mean, you know, of course, here in Colorado, man, we can get up pretty high. And, uh, not that turkeys are there, but sometimes waterfowl may be. Have you ever done any uh, testing with how to see how altitude affects chokes? Not that I know of. I mean, we take, you know, there is a, a very multiple gun vaults, and I think we have uh, every shotgun that's made. And so anytime we come out with a tube, we will pull them all out. Uh, we will put the choke in it, and then we will go out and test um, all the ammunition that we have hmm. for it. And so we get, you know, ammunition from Winchester and Federal, and you know, and anytime they come out with something new, then we'll go back through and do it again, and just make sure that it's performing uh, consistent with what we would expect. Uh, but I don't know that they've done. You know, Pennsylvania is not the yeah, sure. Uh, highest variance in terms of altitude. Right. Once again, if you're just joining us, Jay Copstick is with us. We are talking about Pattern Master. Check out their website, PatternMaster.com. And once again, I've, I've fully put my stamp of approval on their jokes. Uh, they have worked very, very well for me. And and you mentioned Cabela's Bass Pro. Uh, I know there's no way we could list everyone that carries you, but as I mentioned to you, we reach up into Wyoming and um, also down to New Mexico with our show here. So a lot of stores carry Pattern Master chokes, don't they? Yeah, and and I don't uh, I don't cover Colorado, um, but I know you know most of the major retailers are going to have it. I know. Uh, I handle the Shields national accounts. I know they're expanding their presence in Colorado and mm-hmm. uh, have always been a good customer. And then you have your traditional Cabela's, Bass Pro, Sportsman's Warehouse um, places. I don't know. I'm not as familiar sure. with uh, some of the independents that are out that way. Right. Absolutely. All right. Anything else we, we missed on chokes before we move on to your uh, your other outdoor swap because i want to make sure we cover anything any other questions that you normally get we should cover no i think that's uh you know that's kind of scratching the surface anyway (laughs) from uh other folks out there is just it's about shot string which isn't always easy to see uh but folks like yourself who say hey you know i knock them dead with this uh that's the real sales tool yeah no doubt all right, outdoor swap, and I heard you on another podcast, and actually uh, kind of heard you describe it. And I thought, man, this is so interesting. When I get you on, I want you to talk about it for our listeners here at Sportsman of Colorado Radio. So, tell us about outdoor swap. Yeah, the uh, so the concept of outdoor swap. I started working on it uh, a couple of years ago, um, and part of my job with Pattern Master, and even before in the dog food world, is I've probably been in. Um, I stopped keeping track, but I've been in over 400 uh, outdoor stores, and that's everything from, you know, the small mom and pop to up to Cabela's and Bass Pro. Uh, and the one thing uh, that I found interesting was, and none of the places, uh, regardless of size, did you really find anything used? Uh, they're really just, and I know. Um, that it has to exist, 
uh, and, and most of it's either on eBay or Facebook Marketplace uh, up until this point. But I have four boys. They all want to do everything outdoors. They want to hunt everything. They want to fish for everything. <laughs> um, and so it's a fairly expensive uh, habit just keeping them in waders and uh, gear. And so um, I started to kick around the concept of, hey, could we really create a eBay-type environment that was strictly for the outdoorsman that has all the hunting gear you need all the fishing gear you need um camping uh, and hiking and get folks somewhere that was much easier than ebay to navigate uh, you were getting a product that was used by somebody in your shoes so an outdoorsman selling to an outdoorsman hmm. um and started to kick this around, met with some developers, and came up with a software platform to make that happen. And have we launched uh, in September of last year and started getting folks listing used stuff, and, and we continue to grow and build. And we have new uh, items on there. I really think there's kind of three sellers that we've uh, resonated with, um, folks like yourself who just have excess uh, excess gear that they're not going to use anymore and would love to you sound like you've been talking to my wife i have you sound like you've been talking to my wife i have excess gear (laughs) oh yeah i got a 10 by 20 storage unit that's full of decoys and other stuff and some of it i know i'll never touch and some of it you know you never know we we still need it yeah Uh, um so there's folks like that they're small retailers that just don't want the um the cost up front of creating their own website and their own e-commerce business. Uh, and then we have a good number of uh, what I'll call niche uh, manufacturers. So your guy who tunes and turns his own duck calls, goose calls, uh, elk calls to lure makers uh, and everything in between. So I think there's, it's a nice variety that's out there now. Uh, we continue to grow the amount of products. Um, and have gotten great feedback so far. Yeah, it's really cool. And I went on, saw your categories there. It looks like hunting, fishing, camping, uh, marine. Um, of course, I guess that could be kayaks or whatever, and boating or whatever, and shooting. And also, a little bit from your past, a uh, gun dog. So, man, yep. that's awesome. So Yeah, so we, we continue to grow, and, and you may not see... Uh, what you need today but uh usually if you just kind of check it out every once in a while there's some great uh great products that pop up old camo patterns um you know some some gear that's in good shape that uh will save you some money uh which nowadays is more and more important sure so walk us through here a couple minutes left uh walk us through on you know the cost of, for so if i want to list let's say you know two dozen decoys that i've got What's kind of the process, and what does it cost me to list it? Yeah, so you would go on. You would create a seller's account. Um, you put in your products. You can load pictures just like you would on an eBay. Uh, you can set your price. Um, and then, you know, it, it goes out to the world to, to see, or at least the U.S. to see. Um, if someone goes on, they buy your two dozen decoys, uh, they pay outdoor swap whatever price you charge so let's say you said a hundred dollars for two dozen decoys 
Um, they will pay Outdoor Swap $100. You will get a shipping label saying ship it off to Bob in Pennsylvania. Uh, out the door it goes. Um, and then once they acknowledge receipt and condition, um, then you get 90% of that price. So you would then wow. get a payment of $90. Um, and those fees, the 10% fee is slightly less than eBay. eBay 12, charges 12%. Uh, but the thing that's become even more complex with eBay is that if you want anybody to see your uh, listing, you have to also add marketing on top of that. So usually a seller ranges anywhere from 17 to 20% of a fee. Okay. Marketing plus the 12% transaction fee. Whereas we're still at a size now where 10% and your product's going to pop up uh, if someone selects that category. Um, so the chances of it being seen and for you making a little bit more money uh, are higher. Wow, that's super cool. Man, see, why do guys always think of stuff and I don't? Man, that's a great concept. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We've all got gear, dude, that we just don't use anymore. Most of it's in really good condition. And like you say, man, just to keep it going. And uh, especially with kids stuff, man, if, I tell you, if people have any kids' clothes, that are, again, don't, don't put up oh, junk on there. Stuff sells about as fast as it goes up, it'll be gone. Um, so that is, that is a popular one. The other one that we see um, that I don't, have as much used stuff, but I have buddies and numerous buddies that I mean they buy a new boat every year. Yeah, and I always ask, them, like, where are your old boats? Oh, they're in the house. <laughs> You're not gonna shoot them again? Yeah, probably not. Wow. Um, but they'll have five, six used bows that they don't have an outlet to get rid of. Sure. Um, unless they have somebody else that they know personally that's looking. Um, you know that's. It just sits there, and then they spend the same amount every year to get the newest and latest and greatest. And uh, they could be funding that uh, habit with, you know, selling the previous year's model for uh, a nice price. Yeah, absolutely. You can go to outdoorswap.com, and again, all the categories that I mentioned there, and a great website, by the way. They've got a, a shop now. Um, icon there you can push or sell now so either way you want to go and once again all the categories again great photos of what you're looking at there and um just a and also i want to mention this um you do 10 percent of all the profits to providing outdoor opportunities to individuals who don't normally get the chance due to disabilities disease or other circumstances so that's that's another reason just a uh, man we all need help and that's another great cause that you have going yeah, we have some great uh, charitable partners that we we work with, and 10% of the profits get divided by uh, those groups, and that provides opportunities for underprivileged youth, for disabled veterans, uh, or for folks with uh, general disabilities that just don't get the opportunities that you and I get uh, on a you know in a lifetime basis in most cases. Sure, uh, and. To me, there's no better place to be. There's no better place to bond than getting outdoors and whatever uh, passion you have. Uh, and so I love investing in those folks and seeing the stories come to life of folks that are getting out there for the first time, either, you know, shooting their first year or uh, we have one organization that takes uh, disabled folks just on hikes 
uh, and they have mm. they've come up with um, the ability to take somebody in a wheelchair up on a hike, uh, and they've kind of branched out throughout the U.S. and uh, provide those opportunities for folks to see things that you and I, especially where you're at, you you take for granted. Sure, uh, no, easy to do. Yeah, for sure. That opportunity, and for you know the folks that are listening. Uh, you can use, uh, I created a code uh, for Scott and Michelle, you can use SPORTCO10, uh, all one word capitalized, um, numbers one zero at the end, uh, and that will get them $10 off uh, any order of $100 or more. Okay. It, it cut out just for a second for you. So give me that promo code again. Uh, SPORTCO10. All right. SPORTCO10. One zero. We appreciate that very, very much. Folks, I'm telling you, a cool website, a lot of great stuff, and it's OutdoorSwap.com. And as we started the show, talking about Chokes and Pattern Master, I highly, highly, personally endorse Pattern Master. I'm telling you, they are great chokes. And, hey, no matter what all goes well, you got to end it. And Pattern Master has done a great job for me there um, on helping me with my kills. And uh, I'm telling you, just a great chokes for all of your guns and go check them out last thing i just want to ask one question i meant to ask you this um uh, pattern master they make chokes just about um, i guess maybe there's probably always some shotguns that may not work for but those are probably very few right correct I and mean, we'll cover off i'll call it 95 percent of the shotgun market okay um there are you know a lot of very high-end uh, Italian guns that have proprietary thread, thread patterns, mostly used in the uh, trap skeet world that we don't have uh, coverage for, uh, and then some older models where um, we just yeah you know, sure. there isn't the uh, volume out there that would warrant yeah um, have an inventory for. for yeah for sure. Well, Jay, hey, man, been great having you on. We will do this again. I appreciate it. And uh, just tell the folks at Pattern Master, man, thanks for doing a great job. And like I say, I love their products. But, hey, go check out. If you've got some gear you want to move, and, hey, this is a great way to do it. It's a safe way to do it. And, hey, for 10%, are, are you kidding me? This is a great deal where you can sell some of your gear help carry on the hunting and fishing and outdoor heritage to others and uh be a blessing to someone out there for that as well and that is outdoorswap.com so jay we appreciate it bud and uh like i say we'll do this again if you ever get through the denver area be sure and let me know i will i appreciate it scott all right thank you that's jay Copstick once again with pattern master and outdoorswap.com you're listening to sportsman colorado we got to take a quick break and we'll be back with more right after this are you in the market for a new firearm or maybe looking to purchase your very first firearm? Well, wouldn't it be great to have an experience worth telling your friends and family about while making such an important purchase? At Bighorn Firearms, we know how important that is, and it's our mission to provide this experience to every customer that walks through our front door. Hi, I'm Ryan, owner of Bighorn Firearms, located in southeast Denver, and my team and I are customers too. We know what it's like to experience the typical specialty store attitude, and we believe everyone deserves a first-class experience when purchasing a firearm. If you're searching for friendly service, a knowledgeable and passionate staff, and a great selection of firearms, we'd like to invite you to Denver's best independent gun store, Bighorn Firearms, one mile east of Evans and I-25. 
Whether it's your first gun or you've been collecting for years, our friendly and knowledgeable staff are passionate about answering all of your questions. Service and selection is our commitment to you. That's Bighorn Firearms, located at 2175 South Jasmine Street, Suite 105, Denver. Call us now, 303-758-9423, or shop online, bighornusa.com. For over 10 years, hunters have relied on Onyx maps to help navigate public and private land boundaries across the country. Onyx Hunt is the only tool comprised of more than 400 countrywide maps that give clear private and public land boundaries, trails, hunting-specific data, and more. New map layers are constantly being added by pairing with some of the leading names in conservation and the outdoor industry, like the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Boone and Crockett Club, and Eastman's. Whether it's on your smartphone or handheld GPS, make the most of your precious time in the field by navigating with Onyx Hunt. Go to the App Store or onyxmaps.com. Hey, Dan, you know, our jobs are pretty different. I'm a baseball announcer, you're an attorney, and a talk show host. Yeah, but we do have something in common. Really? What's that? Our favorite car dealer, Len Lyle Chevrolet. Yeah, definitely not your typical dealership. That's so true, Jack. No high-pressure sales tactics. They respect your time. And when you have two jobs, that's important. You know, I'd recommend Len Lyle Chevrolet to anyone. And with their low overhead, that means lower lower prices. prices. Yeah, we really do have something in common. Len Lyle Chevrolet. Go east and pay. Pay the least. Chevy, find new roads. None of us plan or expect to get stuck, and when you do, the rest of the scenario usually plays out something like this. You're alone, it's late, it's cold, and oh, you have no cell service. No help, no cell service, no problem with Track Grabber. Hey, this is Scott Watley with Sportsman of Colorado Radio. Track Grabber gives you the ability to rescue yourself without having to put yourself at the mercy of a stranger. No long waits or hundreds of dollars spent on a tow truck. And Track Grabber is for your car, truck, ATV, UTV, and even commercial vehicles. With Track Grabber in your vehicle, you can have peace of mind and feel safe. And here's the best part. It only takes about 30 seconds to install Track Grabber on each of your tires and they stay with you as long as it takes to get back to stable terrain. So in just a couple of minutes, you're back out and on your way. Go to trackgrabber.com, that's T-R-A-C grabber.com. Use the promo code KLZ and save 20% on your purchase. Remember, no help, no cell service, no problem with Track Grabber. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman Colorado. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Going to go to the phones now, talk to Stephen Winslow. Stephen is the Conservation Projects Manager for the Denver Chapter for the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. And, of course, we're involved with that chapter and have the privilege to emcee their banquet every year, which we had a great banquet this year. But, Stephen, great to have you on. How are you, sir? I'm great. How about yourself? Hey, man, doing good. Doing good. I always love the talk about things with RMEF and, boy, just a great organization. So before we get into kind of what we're going to talk about and a project that's going to be coming up uh, here in a couple of months, um, kind of give us a little background of maybe, you know, these are all volunteer jobs, you know. There's no paid uh, mm-hmm. folks with this. And, man, everybody's so busy in our lives. Kind of maybe just take a minute tell us a little of your background and then maybe why you chose to kind of, um, you know, give your time to this and uh, with Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. 
sure. Yeah. So, um, I started hunting actually pretty late in life, maybe 25, 26 when I was living down in Texas. Um, and just, you know, loved it right away. And, um, coming into it late, you know, you do have some of those questions a lot of time about not coming from a hunting background or hunting family, you know, how's this good for wildlife and sure. where does this fit in with everything? And so I, uh, really kind of fell in love with the idea of sort of a hunter conservationist i thought that was so cool and i didn't know uh, you know about the history of wildlife in north america I, and just learning all that was so eye-opening to me and mm-hmm. it's something i always wanted to be you know i wanted to to do the work to be able to call myself a hunter conservationist and so that's when you know i got involved with rmef i knew they're an awesome organization with a huge footprint um and yeah, got tied in with the Denver chapter, and it's a, it's a group of awesome guys. Yeah, it you is. Know? Um, all just focused on conservation, but I mean, more than anything else, just good people, fun to spend time around, um, get to talk hunting, you know, when you're when you're not working, and <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's been a really good deal. Yeah, well, great. All right, now. Uh, you know, RMEF, uh, good night. We could spend an hour talking about all the different projects they do and kind of their mission and purpose and all. But one thing they do quite a bit of is a lot of these projects, and um, I guess it's just kind of term fence-pulling a little bit, and we're going to be doing something here. Uh, it looks like it's scheduled for July 15th. So I know it's down the road a little bit, but you know what? We all get busy during the summer, so we want to have everybody put this on their calendar now. Uh, and this is going to be uh, near Meeker, looks like. So I'll let you take it from there and kind of fill us in, and then we'll get some more details from you. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, so we actually have two other projects. One is a fence pull around Kremlin on July 29th, and one is at Golden Gate Canyon State Park. That's on August 12th. Just wanted to throw that out there. Okay. You know, we'd be happy to have anyone sign up for those projects. Um, you know, if anyone's interested, reach out. We do kind of have an established group of volunteers who have been coming to those projects year after year. Um, and a little bit closer to Denver, a lot of our volunteers are from kind of the Denver area. Um, but we have this new project this year around Meeker, Colorado, um, that we're, we're super excited about. Um, yeah, that's on July 15th this year. Um, and yeah, more than anything, it's, I think what spurred this is one of the CPW commissioners, Commissioner Marie Haskett, kind of identified this project for us. Um, and so just kind of having that level of involvement is really important to us. I mean, for people who don't know, the CPW Commission is the single most powerful body with respect to wildlife management in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for us to have an opportunity like this to sort of demonstrate hunters' commitment to conservation, I think will do really a lot of good for us um, when it comes to, you know, important decisions that come across the commission um, and just our reputation uh, as hunters and, and hunter conservationists. So, um yeah, it's going to be a little bit more challenging. You know, it's farther out. Um, just full disclosure, I mean, it's going to be tough work. <laughs> right. uh, we're going to be hiking. We're going to be hiking like three miles back into there, uh, 1,500 feet of ele- elevation gain just to get to the work site. Yep. Um, and then we're going to get back in there, work all day. Um, we'll come back on, on Saturday night and hopefully do like a little potluck dinner. Those are, like I said, normally a ton of fun, great guys out there. You know, you can talk hunting and, um, so yeah, the, the, you know, there'll be some enjoyment, but it's going to be hard work and it's, and it's a long way for most of our volunteers who are from the Denver metro area. Sure. Um, so appreciate you kind of letting me, me talk here and hopefully get the word out a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, um, you'll kind of, uh, meet there then what sometime like 
Friday morning or Thursday night? Uh, probably the, Friday. Okay, so Friday um, morning you'll kind of set a camp and and um, and get back in there. Now, did I read something on here where there may be some horses involved? Yeah. So yeah. so Commissioner Haskett did say that there might be some some horses involved. Okay. Um, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't count on that. All right. Um, I think that we'll probably you know depending on how many she has available reserve those for whether they're so there may be a couple for someone that may not may not can walk that far but for the most part we it's probably going to be some like you say some hiking yeah i mean the way i look at it is it'll be a pleasant surprise if there's a horse for everyone (laughs) so i'm coming prepared to coming prepared to hike all right good deal and then um then all day friday will be the work and um hey all you need looks like saturday or saturday i'm sorry is um you know some pliers and uh, work gloves, eye protection, a hat, sunscreen, good boots to walk in, of course, and some good hiking clothes. And um, now, some people may ask that may not be familiar with this, you know, barbed wire fence uh, that you say we're taking out. We're like, well, how'd that get there? Well, throughout the years and different things, there's just different fences built, so we're just getting all that out of the way, right? Correct. Yeah, a lot of these might be, um, you know, old grazing leases that aren't aren't really utilized anymore, or or fence that's fallen into kind of disrepair um, on you know these these public lands. Um, a lot of that fence too, even if it kind of falls over a little bit, it can still be quite dangerous to wildlife. You know because sure. when it's when it's looser, it's almost more likely to tangle them up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's uh and and I mean I think one thing people don't realize is these fences do have an impact on wildlife. Um, I like to talk about there was a study out of uh, Utah State University uh, a couple years back, um, and what they did is they just drove fence lines in northwest Colorado around where we're actually going to be all the way over into Utah, and what they found was that for every mile of barbed wire fence, they're finding about 1.2 dead ungulates per year. Wow. So, and I mean, if you think back to what we've been doing between the Kremlin and the Golden Gate Canyon State Park projects, We've removed over 30 miles of fence, and so, hmm. I mean, that really does translate into, you know, 30 more animals on the mountain every year. Sure. You know, and th- those gains start to start to compound. Um, so they really do help, and especially up in that part of the um, state, this has been one of the worst winters we've ever had up there. Um, for people who might have looked at the recent CPW tag recommendations yep. up there, they're cutting tags by as much as 90% in a lot of those units. Yeah, um, it was horrible. So, man. Yeah, and I mean, with wolves coming in, I mean, that that's one of the most productive sort of landscapes for deer and elk in Colorado, and, and they're facing a lot of challenges. So it's a great opportunity to kind of help them out a little bit as they're going through all this. All right, great. Now, as far as uh, since you're going to be camping out there Friday, do they need to bring their own, like, sleeping bag, different things like that? Yeah, different people do different things. Sometimes okay. people have campers. If they've got those, great. We'll we'll have a spot to, to get those in there. Um, you know, me, I just have my backpacking tent that I, I bring out there. That works fine for me. Some okay. people sleep in their trucks if that's what they want to do. Um, you can set up a wall tent, what, whatever people want. All right. And then they bring their own food uh, for kind of to pack in lunch on Saturday and water and things like that? Yeah, I, I'm kind of working on maybe procuring some food from some uh, some other RMEF volunteers who might be able to help us out there. Um, but just, just you know, being this far out right now, I would say people should just prepare to, 
to bring their own food. All right. Once again, Stephen Winslow is our guest, Conservation Projects Manager with the Denver Chapter of REMEF. Now, Stephen, what's the best thing for people to do? Is it best for them to call you, best for them to email you, go to the website? Well, how do we get people in touch with you to get more details on these projects? Yeah, a cu- couple ways. Um, you can go to RMEF, and there's kind of a, a get involved. Uh, you just go to the RMEF website, and there's a way to um, kind of get put in touch with our state chapter. There's like a get involved tab or volunteer tab. Uh, and you can put your information in there, and that will come through to us. Um, and then you can feel free to give me a call, 978 978- Four two four six seven three eight, and the best way might be just to email me. A um, little embarrassing, still using my my school email, but uh, okay. it's smw two two zero six at columbia edu. So any of those right. ways will work. All right, so SM is in uh, Matt Morgan. Morgan, yeah, W yeah. SMW two two zero six at what Columbia? Yep, C O L U M B I A dot edu. I got to get that changed. Hopefully, if I uh, if I move up in the world, I'll get one of those fancy RVF. <laughs> okay. One of these All right. days. All right. So you can go to the uh, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation uh, website, rmef.org, and uh, click on Get Involved, and uh, that can help you there. Uh, you can call Stephen at 978-424-6738, and uh, he can get you the information and then kind of go through these dates, and we'll hit those dates here one more time before we get out of here today. Uh, or you can email him at smw2206 at columbia.edu. Again, that's smw2206 at columbia.edu. All right, now the main one we're kind of talking about here is, is on this um, weekend, July 14th, 15th uh, time frame, uh, that Friday, Saturday, and then that Sunday come back. And then you mentioned the other one that's in August. So what are the dates on that one again? Yep. So uh, Kremling Fence Pole, uh, that's, you know, National Forest Land around Kremling, uh, July 29th, and then Golden Gate Canyon State Park on August 12th are our three main projects this year. Now we do, we've got some other irons in the fire, but those are the three that are set in stone right now. Okay, good deal. And like I said, hey, if you're not a member, uh, let me just mention this real quick. If you're not a member of Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, please do that. I think it's like $35 a year. I, I do a few year membership at a time, so I think it's like 35 bucks a year. And I'm telling you, $35 may not sound like a lot, but when you get a whole lot of people donating to that, and hey, if you can uh, do more, become a life member, whatever, I'm telling you, this is a great organization. And hey, if you're in the Denver area, we'd love to have you get involved with our Denver chapter. Uh, we have a, a great group there. And uh, as Stephen said, just just great, great people. And uh, it's a terrific organization. But I hope you'll come and be a part of this. It's going to be super cool. Hey, it's work, as Stephen said, so we want to be very transparent with that. But it's going to be really, really cool. And, if, again, if you've got any questions, um, you can reach Stephen at 978-424-6738. Or, as we mentioned, go to the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation uh, website, remef.org. Click on Get Involved. They can help you there as well. Stephen, any other pertinent points you think we need to hit on? Uh, no, I think we covered it. I okay. Mean, I guess I would just say that. You know, you don't have to be an RMEF member. This is organized by RMEF, but sure. if you're not, you know, I'd love it if you joined. You know, if we could talk you into it if you get out there, but there won't be any sales pitch. But, yeah, anybody can come. You know, the more people are that are there, the more fence we can get removed and the more we can do for wildlife. So that's what we're all about. All right. Um, and then, yeah, I just say that there's no better feeling than 
than, you know, killing your, your one, two, if you have a great year, three animals a year, but knowing that, you know, you remove 10 miles of fence and you put 10 animals back on the mountain that year and you only took three. You know, yeah, no doubt. Kind of what it's all about. Yeah, for sure. And folks, again, this these are great projects. And I tell you, the more people that come in, hey, we can get it done real quick and then just enjoy some of the good food. And sounds like that potluck dinner might be a pretty cool idea as well. Once again, Stephen Winslow has been our guest, Conservation Projects Manager, Denver Chapter, RMEF. Give him a call, 978-424-6738. And uh, we will be talking about more of this um, here over the next few weeks and months um, just to get everybody involved that we can. So, Stephen, we appreciate you being with us, sir, and uh, appreciate all you do for our chapter as well. Absolutely. Thank you, Scott. All right. Thank you so much. I want to thank all of our guests today, but mostly thank you for joining us for Sportsman of Colorado. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for being with us. expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.